welcome to the Postcard Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Madison. This podcast is created to inspire listeners, cultivate community, and build conversation around many subjects we are passionate about. Between long car rides to weddings and editing together at coffee shops, we always had discussions about life, our jobs, and faith. There are so many moments we wish we would have recorded our conversations, and that is when the Postcard Podcast was born. Listen every week to hear honest thoughts on photography, faith, business, productivity, healthy living, and more. We're happy, happy you're here. It lasts and like it's fulfilling, you know. Um, and so that's what like I love about like it's like they're both they both feel good, but saving that feeling stays longer and like you know. But you just have to get over that hump of like the consumerism, which I had to just get over it and like start saving. And now I just. Like now I'm like passionate about saving and I just want to do that instead of shopping. So I'm an overcoming shopaholic. Yes, you are, girl. (laughs) Not even like, it's just random, like thrift stores and like a shirt here and there, like just stuff. Like, it's not like it's like I'm buying Gucci, but Uh it's like thrifting. I loved going thrifting and finding deals. And I think I was more focused on the fact that it was a good deal than the fact that like, I don't really need another white shirt. Yeah, striped shirt. <laughs> yeah, like being stoked on the product more than mm-hmm. than the actual need for it. Forget that. Exactly. But then it's like you're like, well, I don't think I'll find a deal like this again, so I have to buy it. And it's like, mm-hmm. no. no. This is um a little bit of a different topic, but I mm-hmm. do you know much about REI's return policy? So you're able to kind of return anything, right? Or what? Yeah, they have a 365 day guaranteed return that's crazy yeah like i, I wonder got, why they do that um because they're the best and they don't want people's yeah. clothes to go to waste and i think that they want customer satisfaction yeah like they they're just someone just toss it and get a new one no that makes sense that's so yeah. that's so cool and i like our yeah me too i got a rei gift card for my birthday and then I have an account, so I got my dividend. Yes. Oh, and yeah, and I got a pair of shoes, a sweatshirt, and a running shirt for $2 with my dividend. Isn't that amazing? Oh, I love it. There, see, I love the dividend. That's like, that's what gets me. I'm like, oh, that is worth it right there. Yeah, like it's, my dividend was like $40. Yeah, it's that's amazing. Crazy. So no, I love, I'm going to have a pair of pants I'm going to return. Because okay. I was waiting in line. Also, their um, system for COVID is really cool. They have somebody outside waiting in line with you before you go in. And they mm-hmm. just talk to you about what your experience is going to be like when you walk in. And they That's ask cool. you, what do you, what what brings you in today? And like, not in like a salesy way, but like a curious yeah. way. Like when I told them I have a gift card, they were like, oh, so you're at, you're at the toy store right now. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah and it was just really cute I felt like that's so cute I I really I stan REI I love them yeah they're such a good company Mm -hmm. they're so good how has your week been your weekend how was your weekend my weekend was good I have a really fun story about my car which I've told you already but for the listeners, my car got stolen in November and I have been just kind of hoping it would 
it would show up and you know after seven months I finally was like you know I feel like it's gone it's probably in another country or something and I hadn't heard anything about it since I reported it stolen and so I really decided to buy a new car so last week I bought uh I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago Mm -hmm. it was two weeks ago I bought a new car and it was it's really great I love the car I'm really happy with it um it's a Subaru Outback and it's gonna be a really good fit for my life but Mm -hmm. the funny thing is that after hearing nothing about the stolen car I got a call on um or I got a message on Thursday of last week saying that I got a parking ticket but the letter was sent to the old owner of the vehicle so I was super confused until I realized I'd left the old plates in the car and whoever stole the car put the old plates on the car from the previous owner's um, ownership and they were driving it around um, and they got a parking ticket and so that led to actually me finding out that the car was since towed. I'm guessing whoever stole it thought you know well I I got a parking ticket, so I'm probably these these days are over um, because yep. they're gonna find out who it was. Which is so but, crazy. Yeah, yeah, really crazy. So my car's been found. There's a ton of weird legal stuff I have to deal with now, but wow. that is like what? pretty exciting. Um, well, there, the cop that's been helping me through the officer who reported um, the car stolen has been really helpful. He um, yep. did tell me though that the cop who cited the parking ticket or the parking officer parking police Mm -hmm. i'm not really sure um legally was supposed to run the vin number and also i think he he just explained that something has gone wrong along the lines for it to get to this point because the second that that vin number was ran during that process I should have been notified and it would have registered yeah. as a stolen vehicle in the system and it wasn't. And so there mm. is um, some frustrations with that because it's going to take longer, longer um, totally. to get the car back because when it's impounded and towed, um, you have to pay fees to get it back. And so, but I shouldn't have to pay those fees. So no. the officer told me that if they try to make me pay fees, then I can actually, he said, sue, which I don't know if I do, but Whoa. I just want to see the car. I want to see. Yeah. Like you just want to get it back and yep. have peace about it. You know? Yeah. I'm just thankful that it's been found and totally. that I don't have Thank to think about it anymore or put it, put it to rest now. Put it to rest. Yeah. And I, I've like, every time I see a car that looks like it or is the same model, I turn my head and I get so anxious so I'm just happy that when I I see a car that looks like it yeah and I get anxious because I'm like that's my friends (laughs) yeah you told me you were like in Dutch bros on or something and you started being rude to them (laughs) (laughs) he like pulled up and I had to like take a second look I was like and I was like and I like gasped at his car and then at first I was like I was like super skeptical but then like it ended up being a Ford the Ford one that looks like yours um 
it was the same color. Everything looked exactly like yours, but then it, I saw that it was a Ford. I'm like, okay, he's off the hook. But every <laughs> time I see a car that like looks like yours, I I scope it out. I scope the scene. Thank you. I appreciate that. I got you, girl. Oh, you you can you can rest as well. <laughs> yes, I'm very happy that it's figured out. Sad you had to buy a new one, but I mean, but you wanted a new one anyway, and like, yep, it's a great car, and you'll have that new one for a long time. That's yeah, great. and I could potentially sell the old one. That's true. That I'm able to get it back and totally. And I like I had like so many fun sentimental things in there, like my, yeah. Um, grandma had knitted a quilt, my great grandma. So I have a quilt in there that's over a hundred years old. And I have, um, I had my like first home run ball from high school in there. Oh my gosh, um, that is so sentimental. Yeah, my friend left her journal in there. So oh. her journal is in there. Um, my sleeping bag, my tent. Wow. Um, I wonder how much of that is going to be in there still. Yeah. I doubt a lot of it will be, but. <laughs> maybe can, the, bu- maybe yeah. the ball. I have a foot scrubber in there. <laughs> definitely took that yeah so there's a bunch of stuff that I just want to see if it's in there still Mm -hmm. that's mostly what I'm wanting to find out totally yep but how was your weekend what's been new with you it was good it was really busy um yeah super busy I took the weekend and then last week off to spend time with my family which was really good but I'm very happy to be back in my routine and back in my my groove um, and so yesterday I got home around 12-ish, I think, I don't remember, um, I got home and just cleaned my house and got groceries and prepped my food for the week, mm-hmm. just all the things that I really like to do. I feel like when I can get those those things done on Sundays, like, it really helps my week, mm-hmm. um, and, like, I just, like, filled out my planner and planned it all out, and then just wrote down all the stuff I need to do this week for work so it was really good I feel like my feel like my brain's emptied of all those things yeah um, which always feels nice um, so I'm really excited for this week it's gonna be a good balance I have like three shoots and then um other than that I'm just gonna be editing and then I have the weekend off so I'm so wow. happy that's really exciting yeah I know I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna do whatever I guess <laughs> it's a Saturday that's off yeah. I don't know that's funny. I uh, I love seeing the tips that you give on how to organize your week and Aww. all of that. I bet it's really um, inspiring for you. So it is. Um, on the topic of inspiration, which is yes. what we're going to be going into today, I love hearing what's inspiring Rachel. That's honestly a, a conversation we have pretty often when we're catching mm-hmm. up. What is, what is inspiring you lately? And Sometimes I feel a lack of inspiration and just even having a conversation with you can pick me back up. I think yeah, that's important and it's an important. Oh, I feel the same. Has been inspiring you lately. Um, what has been on your mind as you go into your work week and or, or even what is, um, what do you do when you're lacking inspiration? Yeah, um, I think right now, like, I'm just, well, so a lot of my weddings are canceled or my are postponed. So really a lot of free time I unexpectedly have now um, because I had like probably six wedding reschedules in the last like month. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And so that's why I have this weekend off. And that's why I'm going to have a lot of like, not, I mean, so I was, I was able to book some stuff to make up for it. Um, but I'm just really looking forward to this month just to shoot. Like mm-hmm. I love shooting weddings and obviously it's my favorite, but I think just to have that extra time to just do sessions, I know that that's going to really inspire me. Um, I mean, a lot of them are couple sessions, which are my favorite. I've found some new little spots that I like. I'm finally um, in a groove with like light, like what time the light is best right now where I live. Um, and so I'm just excited for those sessions to start. I have my first one tomorrow. Um, and then I'm going to Oregon at the end of July to Portland for some sessions. I'm really excited for that too, because it'll be nice to kind of shoot in a different area. Um, and so, yeah, I think I'm just, I'm feeling inspired and motivated just for what is to come. Um, yes. So when I'm lacking inspiration, I feel like, what I don't want to do, like, when I start to get, when I start to feel that way, I don't really, I try to take a break from, like, browsing and social media, um, and just really, like, look to other forms of art for inspiration, so, like, movies, music, I know we, we love music, and I feel like we were just talking about how sometimes putting on a certain playlist while we're editing can really, like, even just inspire your editing, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I think just, like, being in a good headspace. I feel like honestly, a big thing for me is just making sure that I, my mental health, like we talked about in the last podcast, like my mental health and like my physical health play a huge part in my motivation and feeling inspired. And so like, if I haven't gotten enough sleep, if I haven't been eating good, if I haven't been doing the things that I know really make me happy and really help me, if I haven't been doing those things, I'm going to fall into a season of not being inspired and not feeling motivated. Um, Cause I think that motivation and inspiration, they go hand in hand for sure. Mm. Um, and another thing that is, will make me lack inspiration is if I get burnt out because mm. once I get into that burnout, just stage, like there's nothing that like, I just have to really overcome it and work hard to get out of it. And so I try to just prevent burnout in general. Um, and you've inspired me a lot with that. Like Madison always has her day during the week that she takes off. And then she takes, you take Sundays off too sometimes, right? Or yeah. you just have a rest day? I have a rest day on Thursday. I'm trying to rework it right now because I yeah. have one newly mandatory thing that I need to do mm-hmm. um, on Thursdays. But okay, yeah, I think rest is super, super crucial. It is to huge. It is so important. Like... It's just, if we, like, if we're an artist, like, an artist is a part of us, and if we're not taking care of ourselves, like, that just isn't going to flourish, and it's not going to be the best it can be, Mm -hmm. and so, really, like, it's just taking care of yourself, and then also, um, something we were talking about um, earlier was just how kind of, like, consuming too much can be can do the opposite of inspiring you. Like I know that I love seeing people's work and it does inspire me, but if you only look to that for inspiration, you're gonna find yourself wanting to imitate, you're gonna find yourself wanting to create what they've already created and then it's not even gonna come from an authentic place. Um, And I was listening to a podcast recently of, it was an interview with this graphic designer and she was just talking about how when her and her team start a new project for a client, like 
it's super easy for them to want to go to Pinterest and look at logo inspiration and go to Instagram and look at other art, other graphic designers inspiration. But she says that she likes for her team to start um, looking to other mediums before they look to other graphic designers for inspiration, which I really like that. And I've wanted to implement that too. So for them, they do look at photography because that's not their, like, like mm-hmm. that's not their job. So they look at photography and music. So I guess for us, it would be just looking at, I don't know, paintings and movies mm-hmm. and music as well. Just other, other forms, I think. Um, I love and looking just, at architecture. Yeah. So beautiful. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Or just interior design in general, or mm-hmm. interiors, different textures, like, right? Can be inspired by so much more than just a photographer within That's your so scope. True. Of yeah. You. What about you? What do you think? Um, where do you find inspiration, or where have you like have you ever found yourself in a place of not being inspired? And what did you do to kind of get out of it? Yeah, a rut, a rut of low inspo. Um, I definitely go through that. Right now, I'm not feeling it as much, but I think that's partially because I'm learning a lot right now, and Mm -hmm. that inspires me greatly. Um, I am learning from a really great photography teacher named Jai Long, and he does a business mapping course, and I just started it. It's a year-long course, and it's been it's been really, really helpful so far. I've learned so much. Um, and it's more of the business side rather than the editing or creative side, which is something I really need to work on. I feel like I am 75% creativity, right. 25% business. Um, yeah. Business has been the thing that I've had to really fight for and work on. Um and he's really good at the business side of photography. He's incredibly creative too, though. And he says that if you are creative, you can be creative in your business practices as well. Like you can use your creative um, talent to become better at marketing, to become better yeah. at um, getting new clients, to become better at um, organizing your schedule and your um your expenses and income all of that he's like you can use your creativity for more than just taking photographs and he has helped me so much so I would say when I'm feeling a lack of inspiration which I think I was at the time that I started it I'm so inspired right now that I don't even remember how that felt when I did start this course wow that's Um, cool yeah so I'm very thankful and I think education is really inspiring because it makes you want, like you get this new information and it makes you want and to, to practice it and to do more and to, um, it's motivating. And I think especially if you're getting educated on something you love, it is inspiring. It's, yeah, it gives you hope. Like when you're learning from somebody who has done the things that they're teaching you and they, especially like with workshops and stuff, like it's different than learning from like a professor in college or something like workshops are so great because that person has done the things that they're teaching you. They didn't just learn them to teach you them. Totally. They've done it like trial and error. Yeah. They're teaching from the field. And I think that is really cool. Um, So it it gives you hope if you're lacking that, like if you're like, I just feel like I can't, I could never 
do this part of the business mapping course is to help you get to a point where you're making wow. six figures. That's so and, cool. Um, there's so much work that he puts on you like homework so mm -hmm. I've had to take it really slow because I'm like whoa this like, is, well, this is a, lot. Yeah. a lot and it's really good so education is huge if you're That's lacking awesome. information for me um, as well and then also I think making sure that you are not just looking at your like a really narrow view of mm -hmm. your I don't want to say that this is a bad thing but I find myself getting really uninspired when all I'm doing is looking at the photographers that are directly around me, that are mm -hmm. marketing to the same clients that I'm marketing toward, that are aware of the same techniques, aware of the same places and, mm -hmm. and everything. And that can be really discouraging because I just start to feel like another photographer. And totally. I start to feel Makes like sense. I don't really, I start to feel like I don't stand out. It's really uninspiring mm -hmm. because I'm like, what is the point if this person yeah. can do the same exact thing that I can do? And that's yeah. a lie. That's not true. Right. Even if your photographs look really similar to somebody else's, mm -hmm. that's not true. You have something to offer that's unique. But I believe totally. that lie when I am just comparing myself to the people directly around me. And so what I do in those moments is try to take my gaze off of the people right around me because that's unhealthy for even those friendships. Mm -hmm. I cherish my photographer friends and I respect them and I think their work is incredible. And that is why I believe these lies that I'm like, oh, well, right. they can just they can do it. I mean, I've even done it in relationships, like, mm -hmm. like with like when you like the same guy as your friend does. And, and for me, I'm like always like, oh, well, they're really great. So I'll just let them have have it. <laughs> you know, like they can do everything I can do. <laughs> so um, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's so <laughs> true. Though. That's just yeah. how I operate. I'm not a big fighter. I'm not yeah. very competitive, especially when it's something that could hurt somebody else. Like I'm Or hurt your or hurt you. Yeah. You know? Like it's it's I feel like it's one of those things that it's like a protection thing, which I get. And like, I feel similarly to you. Um, and that's the thing with comparison is like, and it just, it, it sneaks into every part of our life. And if we let it sneak into a personal, like part of our life, it's still gonna affect our business. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's like, you have to not allow it in any part of your life in order for it to not affect your business, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, no, go on. That's really good. Yeah, yeah you feel me. So mm -hmm. when that is going on, what I mean by lifting my eyes and like seeing a greater mm -hmm. picture is sometimes that means getting off of Pinterest. Sometimes yeah. that means um, not looking at my Instagram feed or mm -hmm. not, um, I don't know. I don't want to say that I disconnect from my photographer community. I I feel like my friendships with the people that I know that are photographers aren't reliant on the fact that they are photographers. The friendship right. is just there, like they're existent. So if that means that I have to like just stop, you know, trolling my friends' Instagrams, that's okay. It, yeah. It's what you need to do sometimes. And then looking at photographers all over the world of all different mediums and all different types um 
because I do think you can draw inspiration from other photographers sure. uh, but it's it's when you're when you're just looking at the people directly around you that it can get really uninspiring because you all start doing the same thing totally you're that's so same, true you're shooting in the same places you're using the same you know presets and techniques and you're all learning yeah. from each other which is beautiful but all of your work starts to morph together to become yeah. one style and wow. I I think that's why we need to be learning and reaching for you know lifting our eyes to all of the types of photography mm-hmm. I think for all of our own sake because that is what's going to help us create our own unique style um, mm-hmm. and then also asking the question like what is it rather than just trying to go along with a trend or going along with what around what's around you when you are looking at those photographers who are in that greater picture trying to identify like what about their work you like rather than mm-hmm. just buying their okay. preset and applying it to your photo yeah like, being like working through the process of of creating your own style rather than right just imitating and and restarting um so even if your work looks like somebody else's working through what's already going on to get to a point Mm -hmm. where you can just add in and remove things as you learn from totally other things that you're inspired by if that yeah no I kind of a whole trail of ideas and Mm -hmm. and things were involved in that whole ramble but yeah, that is, I think, really crucial. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you? What are your thoughts on that? Like, how how do you handle being in a really tight knit photography community? Is that hard for you, or is that? Um, yeah, I think what's unique. I mean, I definitely feel it because I think I have like my Instagram photographer friends that I like are am friends with, and we're all in different sit like places then I have like my local photographer friends um and I think locally and this I think this is just unique to my town but like we all kind of have different styles um and like there's a few that just shoot film there's a few that focus on families and then there's a few that focus on weddings like we kind of all have different focuses and our styles are just different Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's just a coincidence that we just are all on different. I don't know. It's just, I've noticed that we all have different styles. Um, so th- it helps with that because I don't, I feel like we're all so different that we can all just help each other and learn from each other. And I mean, we, there's never really been, I've never had an issue with a local photographer. Like they're all pretty supportive. Um, mm-hmm. And we always like send people to each other. Like if one of us can't, photograph them because of another session or whatever like they the relationships are super healthy here um but I think that comes with we're all kind of different so it's like there's no weirdness mm-hmm. whereas there's people that I'm close with on Instagram that I keep up with their Instagram because we're not living in the same area where I do find my work kind of similar to theirs and I think it just comes down to like we like choosing to just deny those feelings that come with that and just like Mm -hmm. because we know that when we feel that way that it's not going to be good and that a positive isn't going to come from it so it's like it's just choosing to celebrate them and like acknowledge wow that's a really cool photo but then just like and yeah maybe taking some inspiration from it whether it's the pose or the lighting or 
whatever we like, like you said, whatever you like about the photo. Yeah. Take note of that, but don't like just completely try to imitate it because I feel like I wouldn't even be proud of something that I did if it's just, if the purpose of it was because I saw Mm -hmm. something, you know what I mean? It's like, I want, like, if I want a photo at sunset of two people laughing really hard and looking at each other I don't want that I don't want to create that by telling them to laugh really hard and look at each other like I want (laughs) to make them laugh really hard while they're looking at each other and have it be like an authentic moment you know Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's like because I something I learned at a workshop was just how even if we like something our couples are always going to know how they felt in that moment and if it's not like a feeling of offense, if it's not authentic, and if it's not true, like they're going to know that even if Instagram doesn't, you know? And so I think it's just important again to like, yes, it's totally okay to take inspiration from other people. Like we're meant to do that. Like that's a part of it. Like everybody has at one point in their art been inspired by somebody else. Like it's a train, it's a train. It's how it's like how it goes. Like generation to generation, we're all inspired from from people you know and like that's okay but it's just being healthy about it and just making sure you're not just trying to mimic someone because that's just I would not feel fulfilled and like yes there has been there have been times where I've especially when I was first starting out like I was so inspired by all these photographers was and it was because they knew more than me so I obviously wanted to learn from them and like do everything they were doing because it was bringing them success so I was like oh if I do that I'll bring I'll get success too but like that like doesn't really last. And I just feel like it's just, you're gonna find a lot of more fulfillment if you shoot from an authentic place in your heart and you give your client an experience that you truly want to give them, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So I've been trying to do that. And I think once I started having that mindset, I have felt way more happy in my business. and um like internally like I feel a lot more happier and a lot more honest um but it hasn't always been that way like for the first few years I definitely was kind of lost in like what style do I want who do I want to shoot like what photographers do I want to admire like and so it was just a lot and now that I've just kind of focused on myself and my own art and still allow inspiration when it's healthy like it's been a lot of a better balance I guess you know yeah I think that's so good the um there is good and bad in the in the ability to see somebody else's work as beautiful and to admire it and Mm -hmm. I remember I think hearing a quote there's a difference between imitation and inspiration and I think we can identify and look at a photograph and say I love the grain in that I love Mm -hmm. Um, the settings that they did or the location whatever it is I think that there's so much more to an image than just making your photograph look like theirs and I think we've all been through that experience like I've definitely been through the process of trying to imitate somebody else's work and it leaves you feeling really unsatisfied and ungenuine and like you said like not proud of what you've created because it's not from you it's somebody else's creation and um yeah I was wondering also like as we're talking about this I was wondering what your thoughts are on like would you ever sell presets or what are your thoughts on that um yeah I mean so obviously like 
I think I thought about selling presets like one day because I think, I mean, I think any way that we can create a passive income like is super smart, but like that isn't enough for me to sell them until I like felt like I was in a good place because right now, like I don't use my own, like I bought presets and then I altered them to make them what I like, but because they're still not like the foundation of it, like isn't my own. Um, I wouldn't feel right about selling them. Mm -hmm. And like I've heard horror stories of like people doing that, like mm -hmm. people buying a preset and then changing like two things and then selling it as their own. And I just, I don't think that's very honest. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you do you, but yeah. I just don't think that I would just, again, I wouldn't feel good about it because it's not my creation. Like I didn't create it. So I would not feel proud of it. Um, but I think like, what something that I've wanted to do just because I'm trying to learn and grow is I would like to create my own presets that probably are similar to the ones I'm using now, but that I created it and I started the process and I did it. Um, and that's a goal, a personal goal of mine that I want to do just so I can learn Lightroom better and I can just grow my skills. I think learning how to make a preset is awesome. Um, but for now, like I'm super content with the presets I have and like, before I was using theirs, I was just kind of making my own, but that was like almost two years ago. And I didn't have, a, I didn't have as much experience in Lightroom as I do now to where it was really hindering to me back then because I was so like stubborn and wanting to make my own that it just, they weren't, and I didn't have the knowledge to make them look as good as I wanted them to be. And so then when I finally bought these presets um, from Phil and Sarah Chester, Chest. wait yeah because they're married now okay um, when I bought it when I bought those like it just completely like just really helped me grow as an artist and they really helped me find my style um but it's also cool because I don't look at my photos and then look at theirs and think that they're super similar like like because again we all have a different eye and like maybe certain tweaks I made they wouldn't have made in theirs you know and like that's where it all starts to evolve and where we all become an artist and change is that we might use the same preset, but mm -hmm. our eye is different from each other's and we're going to do different little tweaks to make it unique to us. Um, and that's what's special. And so that's why like, I don't tell people to not buy presets. I just don't also agree with people buying a preset and having no knowledge in Lightroom and just putting a preset on it and calling it good. Cause it's like, there's a lot like, and you and I have talked about this, like in an episode of the editing stuff of like, there are so many amazing tools in Lightroom that you should know about. And if your preset is withholding you from learning those things, then maybe you should go without a preset for a while and practice, you know? I just think that we, like, presets can't keep us from learning Lightroom because, light, like, Lightroom is our, like, it's our, it's our canvas and we should know how to use it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's my opinion on it. But what about you? I I'm thinking about I'm still thinking about some of the things that you said that are really good mm -hmm. um like knowing knowing Lightroom that's important and I think uh something I also notice is that at the beginning of my photography career when I when mm -hmm. I started buying presets for the first time I was also stubborn which I want to talk yeah. about too yeah but um when I did first buy a preset I, you know, apply it to my image and it doesn't look like I thought it would. Right. And then I learned totally. that 
there's so much about the photograph that you take like it has to be properly exposed it has to be um taken in the right light like there are so many things that at that are necessary still to creating a good image not Mm -hmm. just a good preset um and so I think that's also important um and then I was also thinking about how you said that you were stubborn to like too stubborn to buy a preset like you wanted Mm -hmm. to you know have the have your own preset experience what do you where do you think that comes from I'm just thinking about that right now I'm like why is that like why because I I was I did that too I didn't yeah I didn't want to use anyone's preset but yeah I still wanted my photographs to look like some of the photographers I looked up to I think it was just like really wanting to remain true and authentic and like I was very anti-presets for a long time of like no like that's gonna be a shortcut and I'm not gonna learn if I use it um but at the same time it was like I really loved this style of work and I just looked to um like masters of that style and like I think Mm -hmm. they really are like some of the top photographers in moody but in in that style of photo and so I just trusted their um I I admired respected and trusted them Mm -hmm. and so it allowed me to like not be stubborn about it um but at the same time like I think it just was I don't know I think it was good for me to go through that because I did learn a lot in Lightroom but at the end of the day it was like my pride and like you need to put we all need to be put we we should put our pride away to just do what's best for our clients and like I'm so much happier now because I have presets that are unique to me but I would get was given a foundation from them to like build Mm -hmm. them on Mm -hmm. um and so I'm like okay with using theirs I think it's just it's knowing where your heart is with it if the only reason you want presets is because you don't want to learn and you just want the easy way out, like, don't do it for that reason. But if you want it because you love a style, you've worked hard to find the style you like, and you have learned a lot in Lightroom, but you think that this would um, just enhance your work, then yeah, I think you should buy it. I just think that it should be a process and not just a, I don't ever suggest to photographers to buy presets right away. Like when I'm when I mentor beginner photographers, I don't tell them to just go buy a preset. I tell them to really learn right, really learn Lightroom, find the style they like, and then study it. And then if there's a photographer that they love that has that style, see if they have presets and if they do buy them, but don't let it be like your first thing you do because you're going to limit yourself from learning and going through different styles. You know, like I think I went through some different styles and trends before I found what, where I am now, you know? Mm-hmm um do you feel like that was why you were or like what what was the reason you felt stubborn about it Mm -hmm. similar reasons I I wanted to be authentic and unique Mm -hmm. and I wanted to do things that nobody else had done and I felt that I you know pioneered my own experience that Mm -hmm. I would discover something that nobody else has done I felt that way with taking pictures too right I still have this book on my shelf it says read this if you want to take great photographs and Mm. it is by Henry Carroll and I remember reading it and I was so mad and I was like if I just listen to what this guy says then my photographs are going to look like everybody else's photographs 
Right. And everybody else's photographs are going to look like everybody else's photographs if he reads this and follows what he says. And yeah, like, how could we have even gotten to the place we are in in photography today if we all just listened to the person who came before us or whatever? Which Mm -hmm. I do not agree with that anymore. But that was my mentality. Totally. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I yeah, agree. like I don't want my, fo- my I don't want my photographs to look like anybody else's when they're taken, and I don't want them to look like anybody else's when I'm editing them. And mm-hmm. to do that, I thought I had to just you know search really deep, and right. and come up with something new, and that I didn't feel like I could do that if I was working off of somebody else's. Yeah, work. yeah. Um, and I thought I you know I'd like it too much. Right. Maybe. like I'd like what they were doing so much that I would forego my own experience Mm -hmm. and and not dig deep and not dig deep into myself to figure out what is in what 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 do I have to bring to the table you know like if if somebody else has already done the job then why do I need to even try yeah that kind of mentality right yeah um and or or at least like settling maybe like settling Mm -hmm. like okay maybe I like photos I I like a different type of grain but I know that people like this and I know that somebody else is doing this and I know that this sells so I'm gonna Mm -hmm. do this because I totally I trust it and I'm not gonna actually even try what I like so I think that Mm -hmm. was kind of the battle yeah Um, I hope this is making sense. I feel like oh, it does really for sure. For me, I'm sure other people can relate to us and like, yeah, I'm sure it's not just, I mean, it's probably a common thing of wanting to be unique and that just comes with being in an industry that is so it's so like personal, but it's also like saturated and like it's on the upcoming, like lots of people love photography and want to be photographers. And like, I think that just, I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that, you know? Um, but just like something that helps me when I, cause I completely can resonate with everything you just said, like something that helps me when I do find myself feeling that way is just remembering why do I even do photography? Mm. And I feel like, yes, it gives me artistic fulfillment, but I don't do it just because of that. I do it because I like love hanging out with people. I love going to weddings. Like it's so fun that we get to just be with a couple all day and like meet their families and dance with them and like just party all night with them like it's so fun and we're so like I can't believe we get paid to do that like it's such a blessing and so I think just knowing that that's what makes me happy is being with people on their wedding day and then just being with families and couples like I remember that I'm like okay that's why I do this so none of this personal prideful stuff even matters like yes I need like we all go through it and it's not like I like it's like it's not like we're never gonna go through that but it's just remembering your why and why you do photography and our whys are bigger than just being artistic and unique. You know, it's like, there's so much more to the job than being that. Yeah. It's not our day. It's not about like, unless you are an extremely artistic wedding photographer Mm -hmm. and you're known for that, which is beautiful. But I feel like, my preserve their memory well yep personally that's part of our why it's part of both of our why so I'm gonna let go of the desire to like put you put some weird stuff in the in the image just so that I can make sure that their photograph is preserved well yep for sure I agree yeah um yeah I think the talk we discussed today 
are really helpful for making sure that you are seeking inspiration from Mm -hmm. like correct like in a in an honest and how to find that when you're lacking it and so it makes sense that you look to others when you're uninspired to imitate their work because you're just trying to get through this season that's so true yeah I think the what we want to challenge you guys in and challenge ourselves in is to seek deep Mm -hmm. and and learn something from it rather than just going through the motions because I think that is going to help push you forward and and grow you as a photographer place of uninspiration can actually be um, a really good spot to be if you use it and that place of uninspiration can actually be a really catalyst catalyst is that a word (laughs) yeah yeah, you're right catalytic moment for your for your career if you totally you leverage it to learn more deep into yourself um it's kind of like there's I remember a sermon I listened to one time that how it's actually really important sometimes to be in a spiritual desert which is like a time Mm. when you're like I don't feel like I'm not hearing from God I feel like I'm not um growing closer to him or I'm not experiencing anything when I'm um that spiritual desert can actually be really good if you use it to just sit in the silence and and seek seek something deeper than a shallow experience with God or your business totally like I feel like the hard seasons totally help our future and like shape us you know like the hard seasons in our business and life like all those things you learn from them I think what separates a person is what they do to overcome it like wait because it's a given that we're all going to have hard seasons. We're all going to feel uninspired and that's okay. And it's good to like um, anticipate that because it is going to happen, but it's what are you going to do when that happens and how are you going to get out of it and how are you going to grow from it and how are you going to take this hard season and make it into something beautiful? You know, that's what it comes down to. And if you can do that, then it's good. But if you don't get out of it, like that's when it becomes challenging. Um, But yeah. I love this episode. This was awesome. I think people are really gonna appreciate it. Who, who's your front page feature this week? I'm gonna do the person that is leading the business course that I'm taking, Jai Long. He's just an incredible yeah. businessman in general. Awesome. Yeah, so you can find him at Jai Long, J-A-I Long. How about you? I wanted to do a wedding photographer that I've been following for quite a while. I had discovered her and we were a part of a Facebook group together. Um, It's a faith-based Facebook group. Um, It was kind of one of the first groups I ever became a part of when I started doing photography, but I saw her work in there. um, And so I've just like kind of kept up with her work since then. But her name is Rachel and her, her photography name is Rachel underscore Joy underscore Monet um, on Instagram. And she is based in Kentucky. Um, I just love her vibe overall. She seems like a really, I haven't met her in person, but I just have followed her. Um, She seems like just a really genuine soul. Um, She has really beautiful artistic photos. Um, She has a YouTube channel. She's all about just natural living and she sells essential oils and just like puts out some really good good content. And I really love following along on her um, artistic journey and just lifestyle. journey and so yeah I wanted to shout her out today Mm, that's so good I 
have I think I started looking at her work once to mention her to me and it's awesome that's so crazy how that happens though how like there's so many people on Instagram that how like we can still find the same people yes somehow so keeping your keeping your scope wide yeah because there's so many photographers Mm -hmm. Um, so I love this episode today too we're thankful for you guys listening as always and